welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we're watching one new movie from our mother's giant collection. I'm your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And what movie did we watch this week? We watched Memento. And you have seen this one before, prior to us watching this. Yes, I had. I'd seen it like 10 years ago, though. Oh, what? Ago. Were you, was this because like you and who you were dating at the time were going through part of the movies? Yeah, and- we were at that, like we had, this is why I've watched a substantial amount of the collection or what we had 10 years ago um, was we were just like every Friday night, we'd grab a new DVD and we'd watch one. And this one was actually recommended by dad. So this is why I had seen it because we were having difficulties trying to pick something from the large collection because there was too much to pick from and we wanted to like watch something that at least had a recommendation behind it so we knew it'd be somewhat decent yeah i went to dad who was sitting outside enjoying the sun this past week and because he now knows we're watching movies i don't think he knows what we are doing necessarily but, no, he, but he, he asked like what movie we're yeah. watching and so he was like oh like which one i was like oh memento and he's like oh that's a good one i was like yeah isn't this one of your favorites he's like yeah it's in my top three so i knew when we picked this like even before having that conversation with him like this was one of his top films that he absolutely loves and i asked mom if she had seen it and she's like, no, but that's dad's favorite. So it's like very well known within our family. that She hasn't seen it. She hasn't seen it. So she was telling me about the fact that um, when they were having dinner with Sandy, that this is one of Sandy's favorite film. Oh. And so dad was like, yeah, this is really great. She had bought it with the intentions of one night sitting down watching it with him. But of course, like, I think it it's difficult because if you think about it, when we had that room, mom was still very much into her TV shows and they wouldn't really go and sit down together and watch films sometimes. Did we even have a DVD player in that room? Yeah. Yeah. I cannot. No, not like not the end room. Yeah. Obviously, but I, I watched Hildago on that one. I like I cannot recall sitting down and watching a DVD in the family in that room. space. Yeah, because like when they would go away from town, like we would watch Gilmore Girls or I put on Gilmore Girls. Okay. Yeah, there was like, specific, but it also had the VHS player with it. Okay. So it was like a dual yeah. and it was on the other side. It was where the glass cabinet side was. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was where we had the DVD player. But then like anytime dad wanted to watch a movie, it was in the games room. Like that's like specifically yeah. where he would choose to watch a film. And yeah, so like, him and Sandy were talking about how much they love this film and like like the giant twist that comes out of it. And mom bought it with the intentions of watching it and still has not seen it. And it's funny because this is definitely an OG film. Like within, like whenever we started buying DVDs, this has been sitting on our shelf for years. Yeah, I was going to say first 20, but like that's maybe... I think that's pushing our luck, but yeah. like first 100, most definitely. Oh yeah, first 100, for sure. Yeah, I remember this being on the shelf and there's, just- Yeah, there's a couple where I'm like, those were within definitely the first 100. Yeah, and it's not even like the side that I remember, it's the front Cover, that I yeah. like specifically yeah. remember. Yeah. So this was my first time watching the film. I 
have always actually wanted to watch it. And you know, when you say you want to do something, but you have to be in the correct mood to do it. This is definitely not a film where I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling like Yeah, ready to sit down and watch this. Yeah, I would agree. And you kind of needed that push to watch it. Yeah. And I'm very thankful because again, I have probably been for like the last 10 years or maybe when I was like living here and surrounded by the DVDs, I've always been like, yeah, I really want to watch Memento. I love twisty, turny movies. I like the big reveal at the end as to like what's happening, whether it's a thriller, whether it's a murder mystery, like anything where there's a giant reveal. Those are one of my favorite films where I'm sitting there and I'm trying to think this through. And it is funny that I haven't picked this off the shelf because I watched so many murder mysteries. Like, why haven't I wanted to do this? But then there's also the part of me where I love murder mysteries that are series because then you get to know the characters more and you get to develop. And there's definitely a period of my time where I didn't like watching films because I wanted to be in a committed relationship with all of the characters on TV. This is such a side note of a question. What episodes of Star Wars have you seen? Uh, so episode four, uh, part of five, part of six. And then we went to the theaters for episode one. All I remember is the flying machines because then we got the game on Nintendo 64 and the little kid. Okay, sorry, you just like big twists and turns. Not that there's a big shocking twist or turn in Star Wars because we all know it, but still, that was something that was like, <gasps> as a kid, and yet, okay. Anyways, just not your cup of tea, I guess. It's not my cup of tea because I, watching Star Wars episode four as an adult, I will get to it, but it's not my thing, Oh, yeah, we'll get to it because it's going to be a part of the series. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope we do we own Rogue One? We probably don't. I need to convince mom to buy that. Well, that's not hard to convince her to buy it. Because anything. that's a great, great, great film. Well, it is funny because so this week we were talking about a series that we were like, yeah, we don't have this. And she's like, okay, let me look it up on Amazon. Oh, and yeah, we were adding more to the list, oh. by the way. <laughs> and it's extending. Within 10 minutes, it had already been bought. And I was like, oh, no. And she kept being like, is there is there anything else you want to add? And, and I you knew- know what Jaylene didn't remember from last week? <laughs> she's all that. All I want is to own She's All That on DVD. That's it. That's all I ask for. And I forgot. I forgot that's the one. And it's kind of funny because my mind went to actually the Hobbit series because it was like, oh, we don't own the Hobbit, but we own Lord of the Rings. We don't own the Hobbit? No. Interesting. So, yeah, in any case, I definitely don't think it would be difficult to convince her to buy more Star Wars, but I, I, I'm i I'm having a hard time because, like, it's so funny. For years now, probably the last eight years, we have been telling her to stop, stop. buying yeah. like DVDs. We, we don't recommend things unless it's something we absolutely want to watch and we know we can't find it somewhere else. Um, I did that with a lot of the, uh, like, Disney, Disney. Disney princess movies whenever they're coming out of the vault. I can see why you said Disney. Yeah, I was thinking princess and Disney. Um, so she, we own a lot of those because we were replacing the ones that we had on VHS. Yeah, I mean, like that completely makes sense. And I, I, the other reason why I had said that this was 
an interesting one to add to the collection. It's because it is in the top list of so many people's videos. Like it's like, you know how Shawshank Redemption is number one. This is number two. Like, no, I, I know. Um, I know. And I know someone that had watched it a couple of years ago, like two years ago and they hadn't seen it and they were like, you need to see this. And I was like, one day I'll get there. And I just assumed it was a part of our movie collection. So did I. And it's funny because like the guy in it, I don't want to reveal, like, I, I don't even want to reveal what I the don't movie want, is yeah. either. So we're just going to talk around it. Sorry. But it's just like, he was, he's in it. And like, he's also in our collection. And I just assumed like, that's what it was. And then I went to go look for it. I was like, oh, that's not it. I was like, okay, no, we don't own this. And like mom was totally willing. She's just like, okay, I'll see how much it is and like what it is. Yeah. And I'm also so familiar with the cover of that DVD, which made me assume that we owned it. Yeah. And she's never seen it either. So I'm actually like really excited. Like when it does come up that it probably will be like watched by us and then be like, we well, need you, to, you need you to watch it. it. Yeah. We've requested you to buy it, but you're going to have to watch it too. I, I don't think she won't. Well, I mean, it depends on like how graphic it is, but I mean, it's from an earlier time where it's probably rated R anyways, but yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. So anyways, uh, three more movies are being added to the, <laughs> the collection this week. Hasn't arrived, but at some point I'll have to add it to the spreadsheet. Uh, but it doesn't really affect our pulling because we're only doing... Did you mention she's all that? Is, are we getting that or no? No, I didn't mention it. Oh, man, one day. I think, well, I have a sticky note, but of course it's at home, so I wasn't looking at it. But I'll have that one. I have the other one that wasn't available. And then I guess like we can slowly add a few others that were kind of interesting. They're like, yeah, the Star Wars, Star Wars one. I'm not against doing, like yeah. adding that. It would be like saying that there's... um a ninth Harry Potter that comes out and we own all the other Harry Potters, not fantastic beasts, but like if there was something else, I'd be like, well, why do we own all of these and not the final one? Well, we also don't own the most recent trilogy of star Wars. I don't think. I don't No, No. So like when we watch star Wars, we have, we we have episode one, one to, to six, seven, six, four, five, six. Yeah. Sorry. Six. six. Oh yeah. And we don't seven. have the most recent three trilogy which I'm not upset about not adding. However, I, and like there's, there's solo, there's like other um, spinoff ones in the franchise, but Rogue One is like a nice little bridge way to, to set up, like in, it takes in between episodes one to three and then go into uh, four, five, six. And it's just, that one I would love to have be added to the collection. Okay. Well, I think we can broach her with that okay. suggestion in some time from now. And she's also seen it. Oh, has she? I took her to the, oh. like, when it came out in the movie, I was like, we're going to go watch this. And she enjoyed it. And I've seen it like three times since. I think it's my favorite one. Okay. Well, we'll get there. Okay, cool. Back to Memento. Yeah, back. Uh, um, <laughs> so I haven't seen it. This was my first time. I had heard mumblings about what it was. I knew it was Twisty Turny, and that was that. Uh, I was genuinely excited to get to sit down and watch this film. I was like, okay, I'm ready for a big mind fuck and being like, what the hell? And oh, it, it's, it and delivered. It's, it's, yeah, it starts off right at the bat. You're like, what am I? 
I just remember watching the first time and dad did not explain anything <laughs> to us. And we're like, okay, like, and I kind of know the movies that dad likes. So we sit down, we we watch it, we put it in. I just remember turning and looking and being like, what is going on? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, okay. And I was like, uh-huh. We were so confused because we didn't we didn't know anything about the movie either than looking at the cover. We didn't look up anything. He didn't say anything. He just said it was a good movie. Fair enough. I think it also is kind of funny because like dad's recommendations are very specific as to what he likes. And then he, he I'm not going to mention the title of this one, but the scary one that he like likes, but he also says that's scary. I'm not looking forward to watching that one. Okay. The film that she is referring to was another one that he re- recommended to Have you seen it? Myself and uh, the person that I was with at the time. And we brought it, brought it over and sat down to watch it and realized we're like, no, we're good. Oh, no. Yeah, we didn't end up finishing or like we didn't we didn't make it very far. I don't know why particularly, but we were just like, this isn't this isn't the vibe or the mood for t- oh, tonight. No. So we didn't we didn't finish it. I think we only watched the, the little bit of it. And then dad explained it to to us. And we're like, OK, yeah. I just wasn't we were we were looking for a nice Friday, something easy to watch that weekend, I think. Um I'm not looking forward to that. Like since we started this project going in like from the start and I knew that movie was in there, I was like, I am not looking forward to the day that movie gets pulled and I have to watch that terrifying of a movie. Like I like I don't know. Dad doesn't like go after thrillers and like that's not necessary. I can't say thrillers like scary. movies. I think what is scary about it is it just really leaves you thinking. It's not actually like oh. parts of it are scary, but it's 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 a a thought, a thinking one, oh, okay. a one that you're like, I believe could be completely okay. wrong. We haven't even name dropped what this uh, movie is. <laughs> well, we'll get there when we see it. I'm actually not looking forward to like the actual scary ones that we own. I, we do not watch scary movies. No. Jaylene and I do not watch scary movies. So what I'm going to say is a scary movie. You might laugh at and be like, that's not scary. And I'll be like, well, it is to me. Um, no, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah. Cried in that movie. Absolute <laughs> torture watching that movie. That is Violet's level of scary movie. Ferris um, Bueller's Day Off. Anything that's stressful and anxiety inducing can't handle it. It's too much. No. I'm thinking like, don't we all like The Ring? No. We don't? No. I swear to God we own the ring. No. Or like the grudge or something. No. Okay. I know we own signs. No. Yes, we do. I thought we got rid of it. Did we get rid of it? Yeah, because it was a Rogers like previously owned. I'm pretty sure I don't remember seeing it. Oh, thank goodness. There's so many ones that I was like, I swear we own. I we I think we still own signs. Okay, maybe. But I don't remember seeing it a part of the collection because like it has like a specific Rogers video. And it's not the correct. It's just it literally says signs on the side. You can do a control F. Yeah, we own signs. Oh, no. Yeah, we own signs. Okay. I like how they label it drama, mystery, and sci-fi as if it's not like a thriller. (laughs) It's drama, guys. Man, I cried in Jaws. Jaws was scary, so. Um, (laughs) You cried because the dog died. I cried because the dog didn't care about the human. Didn't matter. (laughs) The dog. But the dog, I was so upset about that. I could not. Um, Which one am I trying to look up right now, though? Hmm. Yes. 
You are correct. This one will be very scary. Is it scary? It is very scary. I want to watch it. I've heard okay, so, so many ma- good things and I want to watch it so badly. And same person. We sat down again, recommended to us. We own it. So we sat down to watch it. We turned it on and we're like, what the fuck? And then we stopped watching it again. People were the recommendations we were getting for our Friday night movies. It was like, we just want something light and funny and to laugh at. <laughs> okay. So, um, our, one of our cousins, it's one of her favorite films. But she even recognizes like it's a very scary film, but it's like it's so highly rated and it's very well done. But yeah, it is apparently a very scary film. But I guess like scary means different things to different people. And I mean, I'm not too sure, but like, oh, my God, it looks creepy as hell. Yeah, like this is the the scene I always think of. This one right here. New Dead by Daylight killer. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I really want to see this one. And I swear to goodness, we put it into the, the, this is one of the reasons we turned it off. It was in subtitles. Yes. It's not English. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we were like, oh yeah, no, we can't watch this. Well, the other one that- was like, because I had to stare at the screen, read the subtitles oh. and watch what's going on. I'm sure we probably, there must be a dubbed version. There might be, but I, I mean, I'm fine. I'm an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other one that I'm not looking forward to is the trilogy with the, um, and that was the remake, but they only did one of, and, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, I'm so looking forward to watching those first three. Have you seen them before? Oh, they're amazing. Oh, I just like, I remember I finished it at 11 o'clock at night and I like was just the three like, of them or just, just the one, the first one and being like, I need something so lighthearted of to watch the, like the, the Swedish one or yes, the, whatever. Yeah, Rooney Mara. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know they're very well done, but like the sadistic, like when she's, yeah, tied, no, like, I know. I that understand was what you just mean. like um, so difficult to watch. I watched those same person. Well, I watched a lot of DVDs back then. Um, um well, we didn't have Netflix. <laughs> Mom had recommended that one. To, to us she said this is the one that you're gonna want to watch <laughs> and we're like okay and she's like it's dubbed it's also subtitled if you want to watch that and we watched it and we we're both like yeah hell yeah and then we watched the second one and we're like whoa okay and then there's the third one we have some absolutely amazing movies to look forward to and, and I'm and Memento and Memento was came, came up so early. <laughs> I mean, like we've had some pretty good ones to begin. Like we like we know our statistics going in. We have some really really great films, and then we have some. Oh my god, why did she buy this? Like because it was where, in the discount bin. Where like, did this know. come from? <laughs> okay, we're gonna jump back into Memento and let's do some facts. Uh, for the film, it was made for $9 million and gross worldwide was $40 million. Yeah. So it was very successful for what put, was put into it and whatnot. I'm also... So the film only took 25 days to shoot and Carrie Ann Moss, her character, it only took about eight days to shoot. Like, she only did. That's incredible. And yet she feels as though she's in almost all of the film. Yes. Which is like the crazy part is she is a significant character. And for the fact that it was like eight days is just 
incredible. Like, don't get me wrong. Guy Pierce did a lot of the work too. Like he's the main focal point. He's literally in every scene except for the Sammy Jenkins, but it just goes to show how tight of a deadline, how tight of a budget this also was in some ways too. Like if you're only shooting in 25 days, you're not spending a lot on craft services. Cause like the longer and the bigger the, f- the film is like the more you're gonna have to feed everyone. That's true. I, I, I was going to, I love how it's going to say cheap feeling this film is, but it's not, I wouldn't say that, but it's just like, well, it gives you that vibe because he's in a, like, like a cheap motel. It's in a seedy part of town. It's got like this graininess to it. It's the graininess of the film. Like, I guess like the way, the way that it is presented visually. Yeah. But it's to work for it. Like, yeah. Oh, I agree. It, it completely um, plays a role in like the film itself. And like when you do the Sammy Jenkins scenes, it's very clean and tight. The black and white is super well lit. There are specific like black, white, gray tones, whereas his black and white scenes, they're very muddied. Uh, like there's like very artistic specific narrative choices that they are doing with this film that translate beautifully i'm just trying to look up what uh guy pierce did like after no before before anything that we own have seen i i don't i've never seen this guy or heard of this guy until this film unfortunately but he played the part really really well oh incredibly uh I think everyone in this film was very well casted. I, he was in Iron Man 3, which I've seen. You haven't. No. Did you ever see Prometheus? No. Um, see the only ones that are jumping out to me. Oh, the Hurt Locker? No. Oh, the King's Speech. I've seen the King's Speech. No. So he's definitely in our collection then because quite a few of those you've yes. named, we do own those ones. Yeah. So we will get to see him again. Yeah. I think that's like one of the fun things right now is. You, I you, I look forward to seeing actors like to. You get to introduced s- to them and then you're like, well, how do you translate in this? Because like this film and then you I you're mentioning the King's speech and I'm just like, that is a completely different thing. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see them act in different roles. Yeah. And, and it, we we got to see that in our first two movies that we pulled. With, with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. yeah, completely different characters. But it's also hard, too, because some actors are really good at morphing into a completely different person and rather than playing a stereotype. And I like as I love Anne Hathaway and I think she does a great job, but I think She's too much of an A-lister that sometimes it's just like, you don't morph as well because I know your name. Yeah. Whereas like, I, I'm curious to see what Guy Pierce looks like in all those other films and be like, can I pull your character from Memento anywhere else? And if not, like, holy shit, you morph really well. Yeah. Facts there. I mean, there's 
There's lots. So many for this. I think one of the coolest thing is there's an Easter egg for the DVD that is put out for region two, which is not our region, unfortunately. But if you trick the DVD player and you do a special like button thing, it plays the film in chronological order. And I honestly think that would be really, really cool to do. I thought our DVD was a part of that until I have researched, like, no, we don't have region two. Anyways, on the bonus, I want to watch that so badly. Holy well, crap. On the bonus features, you can watch it in chronological order. However, you have to select every scene. So it, it plays the scene and then it takes you back to the scene selection, plays the next scene and whatnot. It is really cool because I did dive because I, I wanted it before I gave it back to you. And I watched the very first scene and it starts in black and white. I watched the middle one where all of a sudden it goes from black and white into color. And then I watched the final one to see like tonally like what is going on. I do think this film like is incredible for the fact that it can play out very well in the uh, theatrical release, but then it also has the same great story playing it in. And, or yeah. Cause there's still parts being revealed that you're like, Oh wait, what? Yeah. Cause it's really not until the end where all the information is given anyways. Yeah. Which is the middle of his life, which is like the biggest twist of all. Yeah. So this is a real medical co- condition. Yes. Um, it's called an- antrograde amnesia. Yeah. A- antrograde. Antrograde. Yeah. Antrograde amnesia. And in the 1950s, doctors treated some forms of epilepsy by removing parts of the hippocampus, which resulted in the same memory problems. That's kind of messed up. I mean, I understand why. Like at, the body was still being discovered at that like psycho psychology is like a new science in some ways so like them just still like working on body parts is not surprising to me yeah but okay the other thing was i would also sorry i'm gonna interrupt you they would also give you they would give consent to like do this it's not like (laughs) i know still oh although the opening scene is literally shown backwards every single sound effect is in fact a normal forward playing sound effect huh the only sound played backward is Teddy screaming no. Interesting. It makes me want to rewatch the beginning of the film. I like that they never showed the ending of the film at the end. You only ever saw it at the beginning. So you knew it was going to happen to Teddy, but you don't really see it at the end. Yeah, like you don't need to necessarily know what he does to Teddy. Because you've been already shown the ending. But as you're going through the film, you don't know that's the ending. No, and this entire time you're you're trying to figure out what Teddy did to end up in his um, place. The thing is, I'd already seen the movie, so I knew who Teddy was. And I knew what's going to happen in the ending. And it just kind of made it hard to watch. Because you felt like Teddy had this whole other plot that something else was going on like teddy had this own life he was doing his own thing every time he kind of showed up in the scene but in the end he was kind of the one guiding leonard or whatever um through that's his name right i all i can think is lenny but he doesn't like being called lenny yeah you know yeah i just i just remember watching the first time being like Oh, wait, you're, you're that this is you, you're the one who's like, you're, you're kind of like his 
was going to say a mean word there. Um, I was going to say guide dog, but uh, like you're the one who is Teddy's role in this is the person who is guiding mm -hmm. Lenny or like trying to keep him safe in a way. Yeah, he's like using him for his own vendetta, but at the same time, keeping Lenny in check and making sure like he's not doing anything, but also, again, using him for his own vendetta. As doesn't get revealed until the end. Yeah. The only person who I didn't understand enough was Natalie. And what does that, like, what's your questioning for that? Well, like, do you. So how, when did they first meet? They met when he arrived at, at the, the bar, bar in her boyfriend's, boyfriend's car and boyfriend's outfit. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then what does she do with that? Like, I like don't understand her motivation because then she sends him after his name, Dodd, Todd. Yes. Okay. She's then found, basically what happens is like, she finds out what the, the but does she, she doesn't know who she finds out. Obviously something's happened to her boyfriend, but does she know who did it? Well, she's being like, why did you show up? She's figured out like the reason why he showed up in this clothing and his car, that something must have happened to him. And like, she's like a part of the drug. Like, so like he, she must've known like there was a setup and she thought that he was the cop, but then she then finds out it's not him. It's Teddy who is the cop. Okay. And so that's why she then basically puts the hit on because she's using him to her advantage. Yes. No, I understood that. I just like felt she was so willing to take him in so quickly. But he doesn't know that. I know. I know. I know. And the other thing is like, think of, look at it this way. When we get near the end of the film, uh, when she like spits into the drink oh, and gets yeah, passed around I, yeah. and all of a sudden, like all of a sudden she's like, wait a minute, I can use this to my advantage. Yeah, you do see that. Yeah. I think as we are discussing this more, I think we should jump into the film because the, we've like revealed a lot. And I mean, oh, like, I agree. Um, we can get right into the film because it's it's a hard one to talk about without talking about the entirety of the film. You can't really talk about this in order of what they in which they show it to you, which is why I have one page of notes and I had a second notebook because I watched this movie in two parts. And I didn't write a single note down besides the movie title for the second half. I think that speaks to the fact that you also were like into it. Oh, yeah. And I knew what was going on. Yeah. Like the entire I within the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, yeah. OK. Like, I remember why he has a tattoo on his hand. I remember who Teddy is and what role he plays in this um, quite, quite quickly. And uh, so I was I did I opted not to take any notes because of that. The only thing I do want to say is when I went to go put the DVD into my player, could not get the DVD to work. So I do not know. Was it full screen or widescreen? It's widescreen. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It Great was, film to have widescreen. <laughs> it, I, like, I made a note. I was like, I need to note this down that this was a widescreen and this was very, very pleasant to watch. It was not frustrating. It was like this was shot the way, like we got, I got to watch it and experience it the way it was meant to be experienced. Excellent. Especially because it was an early film into our collection. And a lot of the, the starting films were <laughs> full screen, not widescreen. So I'm quite surprised. Like if you think about it, this film is rated 14 a, but then Aaron Brockovich is rated R. 
I'm so confused about ratings. I would have made this one an R. I would have made this one an R as well. Or 18. 18. I wouldn't show this maybe to a seven-year-old, but I would not show this to anyone. No. Especially because, like, it's such a... That's younger than... Yeah, 18. Wow. But then I'm just like, does it necessarily matter? Because, like, if you bring in the topic of video games with, like, first-person shooter, like, does that necessarily matter? I I don't know. Like, it's controversial. I don't even know if it's like what there's nothing super graphic or all that bloody, I guess. I don't know. I just the maturity level of watching this film. Yeah. I mean, it has to go with the right person. If there is someone who's so obsessed with murder mystery and like loves a good twist and loves thrillers and that's what they've been interested in. I just don't think I could have appreciated this film at 15, 16. Yeah, I like I agree with that statement completely. I also love the fact that um the cover of the DVD is Polaroids and it's like the inception that like he's in it, she's in it, he's in it, she's in it. And it's funny because I look at the title and I'm like, or look at the uh, image and I'm just like, okay, like there's something going on, but man, like this gives away so much more information once you've seen the, like the film. Oh yeah. The, the DVD cover is, it means nothing to you until you have seen this film basically. Yeah. The other thing that I want to say is there was no trailers ahead of this. You just got to watch the film. Okay. Yeah, and then the only bonus feature was watching it in chronological chronological order, but only if you were selecting it as you went along. Yeah. Okay, so this film starts off at the end of the movie, and it basically, right now, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie. Even though we've spoiled part of it earlier, but a little bit, but it's worth your time. time. Yeah, this I is agree. one where I'm just like, you should watch this one. I there's a reason why it was nominated. Like we didn't even mention that it was nominated for two Oscars. One of them is the story and one of them is the filming and the editing. And there is a reason why these were nominated. And I don't know what they were up against. Again, my bad for not looking this up, but I think there is so much truth to how beautiful and well curated this film is. Yeah. But the movie is played in, Small chunks starting at the end all the way to the beginning. To the middle. Oh, to the middle. Um, Which is confusing because when you first get your first black and white scene, you don't realize as the viewer that is the true beginning of the film. Oh, yeah. You as a viewer have no idea. If this is your first watch through, I was going to say walk through. (laughs) (laughs) um but we get we get the last scene um which is him killing teddy but then it gets getting out of that scene to transition into like the rest of the story or how the story is gonna be told is it's him leading up to killing teddy and then it gets played in reverse yeah and then the movie starts yeah and the final first like the first scene being the final like you get told that He's being killed for the wrong reasons. You're being set up. And so as the viewer, you're like, okay, like something's going on. 
who's leading on who. And you're kind of like, especially for me, I'm just like, I'm going to figure this out. I like mysteries. I like knowing who's done it. Like, am I going to be presented all the right information to be able to figure this out? No, no, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just curious what happens next after this, because Lenny told himself to do this. Lenny got mad at Teddy and told himself to go after this person as John G. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know that he told himself to do this. Yeah. So what next? I don't know, because in some ways. Teddy became his dependent to keep him safe and focused on a target. But now is now is he will he remember that, oh, this person was my target and I've killed this John G or is he going to find a new? He's going to find a new because remember at the very end, it gets revealed that he had already killed the original one. Yes. And he had hoped that he would remember and get the satisfaction. But he like in three minutes later, his whole vendetta was like, I'm after John G. Yeah, no, I mean, makes sense. I'm just hopeful that he'll take a picture of and write John D, John D, John G, and then he'll remember and think that this was the John G that he was going after and he will move on. Oh, that's right, because he took a picture. Yeah, but I'm nervous that he'll look at his tattoos and be like, oh, I have to, I have to do so-and-so. I have to do such and such. Okay, I see what your question is now, because now I understand. I don't know. They leave it very open and yeah. it, there's no reason. That, and that was, to... that's how I felt the first time after watching the movie, the movie. And it still has left me like that. I wonder if he's going to see the photos of Natalie though, because like he has photos of her and the fact that like it has written, like trust her that he would go back to her and he might get used for her. Like she might use him. Oh yeah. That's. Because that's yeah, that's in, very possible. In yeah. his specific writing, it says, trust her, don't trust okay. him. Yeah. But like there yeah. are specific things. So I definitely could see that being played out that all of a sudden he feels as though he has a friend, she's important, and then whatnot goes from there. Anyways, we learn very quickly about his memory or his functioning memory. Um, we see that get played out while while we are being introduced to Teddy, but also the um, the person who works at the motel, the mm-hmm. front desk. Um, he he kind of messes with Lenny to to see if he's like actually true about his memory, and we we see how quickly he forgets. And then him taking the pictures and writing things down is a way to try and like. Catalog, catalog what's happening in his life at the time. Yeah. And I should mention, like, if you're planning on not watching, though, he can't create short term memories. So he can at most remember what has happened within three to five minutes. And it depends on what is happening and like what he's holding on to. And then it basically he restarts like a clock. Yeah. And he has um, memories from before the accident. So everything. Yeah. So he remembers like what had kind of basically kicked off his memory loss. Yes. And you kind of get this 
the story narrated to you in snippets when he is on the phone talking to someone. Yeah. Because he's explaining Sammy Jenkins. Yeah, who's tattooed on his hand, hand, which I take it is the very first tattoo he got. Yes. Um, and Sammy Jenkins is someone who has a similar memory loss as him. That had happened prior to um, him losing his, his memory. memory. Yeah. Um, and he had interacted with Sammy Jenkins and he was a, prior to his memory loss, um, Lenny was a insurance investigator. Um, for fraud. For fraud. So he w- had done an investigation on Sammy Jenkins, and that's why he was so familiar with the this form of memory loss. However, he did, I'm assuming due to trauma, the brain does weird things, but due to trauma, it blocked out or modified some of his long-term memories of the time. Um, so he was m- misremembering or... There are false memories about Sammy Jenkins when he thought back to him. Well, that kind of comes up at the end as well. Yes. So that kind of gets explained. But I also think it's like important because it gets mentioned. Uh, he, he has a self monologue. It says you need a system in order to make it work. And he also says, trust your own handwriting, because like that also comes up again, like he's writing things down and then there's like something else that happens. And it's a sneaky way of showing that. Anyways, I'll get to it when we get to it. But I think it's very interesting because this film plays on your mind and he's having a hard time with his mind. And the editing of this is also really unique because like there's parts of it where Um, You see something happen, it goes back in time and it gets played out again to kind of put two and two together, but there's subtle differences. And I think that's really interesting because we all remember things slightly different than other people. And so when something is being remembered and putting back together during the editing, they're using subtly different takes that show minor differences as if like you don't remember the entire thing as it was and so as the viewer you're also kind of getting played just like you would also get played yourself of like well was it this or was it this did I put down my right hand or did I put down my left hand first like you're not going to remember these specifics and I think that's just like a really fascinating take on a film that plays with your mind while his mind is not all there yes I'd agree Okay, so we kind of get like a quick reveal of like he has a bunch of tattoos on him with a bunch of notes and all in different script, different font sizes. Yeah. So it just that just bothered me. (laughs) I'm just wondering it. He just would go to a random tattoo shop and then just like, yeah, that's what I'm assuming. And then he has ones that he would do that would be in his own writing. Yeah. Uh, we see him arriving at the discount inn. He's pinning some pictures up. And I think this was like brilliant. I think he is a very, very smart person because he has a map of the area and he takes pictures and he's labeling it and he's putting pins as to like, okay, this is where this is. This is where this is because he's in an area that 
he clearly didn't grow up in. Like he this doesn't is know. he doesn't know where he is. And I was like, holy smokes, like this is so brilliant. So he doesn't get lost. I'm also like a question to you is in today's age, what do you think he would do in order to keep his memory from failing him? Would he be using his phone? But then he makes a fantastic point of trust your own thoughts or sorry, trust your your own own writing. writing. Yeah. Like having a notebook. (laughs) All I just thought was 50 first dates. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Except she can like remember a bit. She remembers the day. Yeah. But I just was thinking like, how does someone today create this in today's world? Because Polaroid pictures or, uh, pictures for that like printed pictures was still a big thing then it wasn't up until like 2004 basically where 2005 where digital started to take over and you stopped printing out pictures not to mention how then expensive it got what would this home look like in modern day yeah good question because he would be able to take pictures on his phone but you wouldn't be able to annotate them in, but then let's let's put it the way that he then wouldn't be able to lock his stuff because how would he remember his password? password? Yeah, there's like so like minute details of like okay, would this actually work? I don't think it would. I think this is one of those like perfect films that they had the right amount of different medium forms like technology wise. Yeah, yeah, that made this work perfectly. It couldn't have been done previously. I'm talking like the 50s. It could have. It just would have been a different movie. It would have just been notes and then you wouldn't get the visual. Um, it wouldn't have been the same though. No, it wouldn't. Have. I think this is like one of those films that was made at the perfect time at the perfect moment of what it was available. Yeah. Okay. So we find out that a guy killed and raped his wife and John G is who he's looking for. And he has, he wants to get revenge on what had happened. He has a story of a man, Sammy, that basically he explains to other people to then help other people understand what he is going through. That's the whole purpose of Sammy Jenkins, basically. We... So as like things are being played for, but we're actually going back in time, it's juxtaposed with the black and white scenes that you had mentioned, like he's on the phone doing. So we go back in time a bit and we're meeting Natalie at the diner and she had the DMV look up a specific license plate and she said killing him won't help even if he won't remember doing it. And like you're kind of getting painted this picture of Natalie being all like helpful oh, yeah. and friendly of like, don't do this. Like I'm, I'm here to help, but like, I'm and not. She also has like a black, like beaten. She's a black eye. She's beat up when she's in the diner. So you feel like sympathy towards. Mm-hmm. And so does the, so does the main character towards her. Yeah. Leonard. He, he, he thinks someone else beat her up. Yeah. So she's playing the victim, which in some ways she is the victim. Because well, her boyfriend, boyfriend dies. dies yeah. yeah, like I, it's so it's so crazy. Uh, Natalie gets him to describe his wife and how much he basically describes like how much he misses the little stuff. And like this scene is so critical, but you kind of like brush it off. A lot of the flashbacks, I think you kind of brush off. 
because you're just like, I try to always be like, okay, like this is important, but like, it's a misdirect, but it's a misdirect in the wrong way. He's remembering it for what he thinks it is, but that's not the true fact. Yes. Um, I also think when we get the flashbacks, the, like the Sammy Jenkins ones are like, oh, I need to pay attention. This is important. And they're not as important as the ones when you get flashbacks with his wife. Yeah. And again, it's misdirect. Yeah. Uh, she's the one who tells him about this abandoned place and where he can take down John G, which again, we've already seen that happen because we're now going backwards. And he's in a in the bathroom and Sammy Jenkins comes up again. And this is the true story of like the Sammy Jenkins starting. It's a coworker investigating claims and he claims that he can see through people's bullshit. And he likes to let other people talk in order to hear their lies. Yeah. So it's very true. Like a good person will deduce like whether or not you're truthful because like people like to talk and you can get a really good read on people. So like what he's saying is completely true. And then now we're like jumping backwards again. Like this is we like this happens because that cutscene happens. It jumps back. This is so difficult to like describe, but uh, Leonard is now with Teddy for lunch and he mentions that he's looking for John G again, which Teddy knows. But the annoying thing about Teddy is Teddy doesn't reveal any additional information that Lenny isn't willing to give up himself. And then if Lenny calls him out on a lie, Teddy's like, oh yeah, yeah. I was just playing with you. I actually knew that. Like, yeah, I know this is your car or like, like, like. Yeah, like I know about John D. We're looking for him or Natalie so and so like he he won't give any additional information to Lenny. Yeah, I don't think Teddy is a great character to help um Lenny because oh, no. he's like playing into he has his again like he has his own vendetta. He's only there to like do what he wants to do and be. He's essentially he's a cop, but he's also a dirty cop too. He's not like I don't know. He's not the best. He's not doing it for the right reasons is what no. I'll say cuz he no. wants the money that was promised. Yeah. There's another note that Sammy Jenkins I noted a lot cuz I was like, "Okay, Sammy Jenkins gets brought up again. Like why is this so um important?" Teddy says to be careful. You might be set up. You can't trust your notes and memories can be distorted. Those were like really powerful words that Teddy had mentioned to him. Yeah. Uh, Lenny has misplaced his key and he gets the clerk to open up and the clerk opens up the wrong room. And it's kind of interesting because like Lenny's like kind of like this isn't my room. And then we find out that like the clerk has been renting the guy multiple rooms. rooms. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying is like, we learn quite quickly that people are taking advantage of him. Yeah. A little bit of foreshadowing. He then finds a note that he has to meet Natalie and there's a flashback to Sam Jenkins. He can't remember much and it's a big claims. Like it's his first cake. Oh my gosh. First case. And he can't make any memories. So this is like where the doctor comes in. And Leonard just thinks he's a bad actor at this point. He thinks he's completely lying about this insurance claim. And then all of a sudden we're back in time because now Leonard wakes up next to Natalie. And again, like we're jumping through or we're going backwards again. 
And she says like, oh, we'll be able to I'll be able to get the license plate for you today. And so that's when he gets the license plate at the diner with her later on in the day. And he makes a point of you need to write this down for me or else I'm going to forget where I'm going to meet you. And so he writes that on a picture. And there's also a note on her picture saying like she's been hurt somehow but she's willing to help me because I'm also hurt. Yeah. I actually also read a interesting fact about this because there's the condition learning scene where he's picking up the electrode. Oh, yeah. So they actually did that kind of testing. And it's sometimes it does work. And then there's sometimes it doesn't work. And it's not necessarily like your memory remembering that this is going to shock you. It's just your memory being like conditioning of feeling as though something is wrong associated with it. Like you don't remember why, but you just have this instinctual feeling of something is wrong. Well, that's why um, they talked about a physical memory versus a like a mental. I can't remember what he described it as because he said that there was no, nothing wrong with um, to the wife. There's nothing wrong with um, Sammy Jenkins physical memory it has to do with his something else memory mm-hmm. which is why we see that really messed up test at the end okay so then we're also jumping back to the night before he sleeps with Natalie and he shows up with a picture of Dodd which is the guy he killed and he's really confused and worried he's worried that he's being led on to the wrong guy and she notices all of his tattoos and she then mentions to him that she's lost someone too. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. And he's like, I went to um, meet a guy named Teddy, supposedly like he's, he's revealing that to her. And she then offers all of a sudden like, I'm going to help you find John G. Yeah. We then flip back to the monologue scenes I just named them monologues. I don't know why. Oh, I named them that because like he was talking to himself in some ways. But also, okay, the ones that he was on the phone. Mm -hmm. My question is, did you ever wonder who he was on the phone with? I wondered, but I also just didn't think I cared enough because I was just like, he literally could just be faking it to be talking to himself. Okay. So there's more testing that's happening on Sammy. He didn't respond to it. And the wife is like really upset and she got stuck with the bills. And it's unfortunate because Leonard was the one who ended up with the big promotion out of all of this. Yeah. Now we're flipping back further in time. So this is how we find Dodd because he awakes in a motel room (laughs) and there's a body in the closet and Teddy's at the door. And Teddy is here because um, Leonard apparently had asked him to help. And I I agree with you. Like, Teddy then freaks out. It's just like, but you had requested this hit. On Dodd? On Dodd. No. Oh, it's Natalie. Natalie was the one who requested the hit That's right. Yeah, that's right. And Teddy's all like, what the hell is this? this? Like, who is this? Yeah. And like, even how he ends up being in... That hotel room with Dodd is so confusing. Mm-hmm. Or like you, you see the memory loss so quickly. Yeah. 
Uh, he did it for Natalie, as I mentioned. They walk Todd out and they drop him off. That's right. They drop him off because Teddy's like, no, we need to get rid of him, like not hurt him. And like he can't go to the cops as to like what's going no, on. Yeah. That's right. Um, and he also then gets dropped off at Natalie. But then that's right, because then he shows up and he has this picture of Dodd. And And he's like, who's this? Like, what did you make me do? That's right. Okay. So we're back to another like monologue. And Sammy's wife is really upset about the settlement. And this is when they're in the office together. And Leonard never said that he was faking it. But the wife seems to believe that he is kind of faking it but also not like this is kind of where like there's this look in his eyes it looks like he he like remembers or he knows yeah it's hard like i feel for her because you're basically watching someone get like fall apart in front of your eyes essentially but like they're still all there yeah like i think that's like really sad to think about too because let's imagine You've been living your life for 20 years with that three minute memory thing. And you wake up and you look in the mirror and you're like, why do I look this old? Yeah. Yikes. Because you would be like, I only remember up until like I was 25, let's say. And all of a sudden now you're 45. That would be terrifying. Yeah. I do. I have to say, I love Leonard's system as crazy it is, as it is. I do really like his picture system and writing down the notes on it. I think it's like so ingenious. And then we're back in real time and he's showering. And this is when Todd comes in. And I was like, I guess he forgot he was in, in his room, like Dodd's room. Like I, I was confused. Of course, like that's what you're supposed to feel like. And this is when he calls Teddy for help. And he's the one who puts the gun in the bedside table, which then comes up again later on because it was his gun. No, it was Dodd's gun to begin with. It was the gun that he got from Natalie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's why I thought like the gun comes up again. And we like it was a very, very short scene. And because then we go back to the monologue and he basically I have it written down. It seems as though it's very short, but like. You can't bully someone to remember. And I think that then comes up in the Sammy Jenkins story because she not bullies him, but is like testing him. Oh, that's right. So Leonard is being chased. Oh, yeah. And then okay, this he, is funny. he forgets he's being chased. So he runs at the like, oh, like I'm chasing after someone. And then he runs towards him. He's like, nope, not not running after someone. They're running after me. And then he like runs the different direction gets in his car and gets away yeah and then he shows up at the hotel he knocks on the wrong guy's uh door and knocks out the wrong person and was like oh wait and like looks at the picture and is like that's not what i was supposed to do and then he enters the correct unit and sits and wait at on the toilet in the bathroom and this is he forgot why he was doing in and the room he ran into was Dodds, who was the person who was chasing after him. So he was waiting in his hotel room for Dot to show up to surprise him so he could get him and attack him. And then, yeah, he ends up in the bathroom and has a bottle of wine because he was going to use it as a weapon. And then his memory, he's like, what, what was I drinking? And he's like, I don't smell like I don't I don't smell it. Dr- I don't yeah. feel drunk. And then that's when he has a shower when he's in a shower. Dodd shows back up at his Dodd's motel room to find 
the man that he was chasing after is now in the bathroom. Yeah, it's just, it's so funny, but it's also like, oh my gosh, like that's so terrifying. Okay, so then we're also pulled back again because now Leonard shows up in an abandoned place and he starts a fire burning memories of his wife. And he's, he ends up being there all night. I didn't quite understand the scene except for the fact that like he was letting go of her for some reason. And I'm just like, this is so confusing. But you understand why we have it? No, no, I don't. Okay. So then in the scene before. I understand he it's hires, the wife. Yeah. He hires a sex worker and he does it as a way to remember to forget her. Like that's what he wants to remember to forget her. Gotcha. So he hires a sex worker to come in and like, he just says, I need you to put these around the room, like, cause they're his wife's belongings. And then in the middle of the night, I need you to slam the bathroom door. And he was doing that to like trigger a memory. So he was trying to bring up what the events that happened on the night um, she was attacked Gotcha. because he wants to forget that night. So he's trying to remember to forget that night. Um, he s- dismisses the, the woman and he collects all the things and he burns them. So like he slowly over time is trying to get rid of her stuff so he can forget about her. Okay. That makes way more sense. Uh, so then there's a phone call. And this is really important now because we're getting closer to where the timelines kind of meet together. And there's mention that drugs are linked somehow. And you're like, wait, what? There's drugs involved now? Like, why? Why is this important? And it, it is important because... Basically, there's now two sides playing him that link back to the drugs and where the story ends up like leading to. He wakes up alone as what you had just described with the girl in the bathroom. He's trying to like forget. And I I also have a comment saying like drugs were left or planted by John G. Is he a drug dealer? So then he's like trying to figure out like, okay, like. He is in some seedy business, this John G. Like, this is why he was she was attacked because they were looking for money to like deal with drugs. And so it's like a total plausible um angle, basically. Oh, yes. We do another monologue scene, and the cops don't believe him. And the wife wants to appeal his condition. This is Sammy Jenkins. Um, and he she wants his opinion on what's kind of going on. And he says that he should be able to make his own memories. Um, and she agrees. Sammy Jenkins' wife yeah. wants clarification from Leonard. Lenny um, about whether or not he believes Sammy Jenkins' condition. Yeah. And then this was funny because we then flashback further back and Teddy is in his vehicle sleeping. And that was funny because like he enters into the vehicle and Teddy's in the back sleeping and they like scare each other. I did really like that. I was just like, wait, why is Teddy in his vehicle? I was like, why does this Teddy character keep coming up? Like you're being led that he's bad. And then slowly all That's of a sudden what I'm saying you, you think there's more to do with like money or sorry, Teddy. And there actually is. This part is quite important too. It's all important, but this is really important because Lenny had just come from Natalie's house and he, right before like this scene, he's worked up about something and Teddy says to her, you can't trust her. Teddy says that she's a drug dealer and she uses her boyfriend and 
he writes down on the piece of paper for, uh, sorry, on the Polaroid of Natalie, you don't trust her, like don't trust her. It's in a different, different font than he normally writes. Right, yeah. And so later on, you see him scratching it out. And the reason is you only trust your writing. So it was a future sign to himself that he wrote this down. And it's not. It. It's not and true. It's not true. And then he, and then that's when he writes Teddy lies. Or Teddy whatever. lies. Yeah. Which is, again, really important. Which is true. Teddy does lie and shouldn't have lied. It's hard too because we also don't know what's going on before that because Teddy suggests that he should leave town. And I'm just like, what do you mean he should leave town? Like what has happened? Like people are going to start to notice. We'll notice what? Like we don't know what has actually happened in order for But then Teddy- when you find out, you're like, oh gosh, yeah, you guys definitely should leave town and you shouldn't be driving that car and wearing that, that outfit. Well, that's the thing too because like now there's comments of – he's like where did he get all this money for oh like i used to have a lot of money so like it's all the investments that i have why do you are why are you wearing all those clothes like why are you driving the car that he has like you're then starting to be like okay like why are these people questioning this because again like when you start a film you're assuming this is what you have always been like as a character yeah and then i which i I was genuinely confused when you flash forward to the scene where he's wearing a different outfit and i was like Wait, he's not wearing the clothes he's been wearing this entire time. Yeah. And it's hard to say because he's not driving a car, but then the truck comes up. So like you kind of see that. We're back in the monologue. He, I can't remember if he says, but like, I think they call and they say, don't answer the phone. And then he, he tells himself not to answer the phone. There's a tattoo. Oh, that's right. He has a tattoo that says, don't, don't answer any phone calls or don't. He sees it on his body and then he hangs up. That's correct. Yeah. And he panics. And that's when I was like, yeah, I was wondering this entire time, who were you on the phone with? <laughs> Do you even know who you're on the phone with? Okay. So this is the biggest turning point scene where you see Lenny is frantically looking for a piece of paper and oh, a pen yeah. to write something down. You as the viewer have not seen what had just happened before where he wants to write this down. He needs he needs to remember something. So he he's just to- like, remember this, remember this. And he's speaking to himself. He's speaking to himself. And he's very, very frantic. And now he's in Natalie's house, I should say. Up, say and Natalie shows up and she has a black eye. And she says she's crying. She's upset. And she's been beaten up by Dodd. And she did what Leonard told him to do. She said that she didn't have the drugs. He'll probably now find you, as in Lenny. And he, she pointed out that he knows about the car. And it ends there. And you're like, oh, okay, like this is now putting all together. Like why he now all of a sudden got dawed. Like everything's kind of linking up together. And there is another monologue. And this is him. So like previous to that, it's like, don't answer the phone. And then he hangs up and there's the quick monologue of like, okay, no more phone calls. Like I can't answer the phone. And now we go back to Natalie's house. And this is before the scene of like what he specifically needs to write down. And we get explained as to like what he needs to uh, write down. No, this is when we, we find out that Teddy kind of set 
Lenny up to kill Jimmy. Yes. So um, Teddy appears. is like, you need to go and do this for me. And then am I skipping well you're, ahead? You're skipping a little bit of head. Uh, do you want me to stay with the Natalie thing then? Of her? Yeah, because he punches her. Okay. So <laughs> he gets upset with her because he realizes that she's using him and he doesn't know who to trust right now so he gets upset with her and, and then she insults him, him him yeah as if like you're not gonna remember any anyway, of this yeah. and yeah that's right he gets mad and he punches her and then she's like i will see you in two minutes yeah so that's why he's like i need to write this down and i need to remember that i like this he's, he's like i actually can't trust her <laughs> yeah he then is like learning and then when he she walks to the car. She sits in the car. She gets out, slams the door. He forgets and, and what he was doing, that he was looking for a pen to write this down. And she comes in all crying and upset and says that Dodd was the one that hit her. And that's why she sends him after Dodd. Yeah. And so it's now back to the black and white scenes. And we're at the front desk. And the clerk says, it's a cop on the phone, which then we know is... We found out really quickly, there's a cop on the phone and he wants to see you. He's down in the lobby now. Like, mm -hmm. come down. And when you go down, you see it's Teddy. Yes. And he comes down and sees it's Teddy. And he's like, you're a cop? And then Teddy's like, you, like, you can't say that. Like, I'm, I'm just, just call me Teddy. Like, yeah. Um, or like, don't say that so loudly. And this is when Teddy sets up uh, Lenny to do a job for him to go and take out jimmy mm -hmm. now we've never met jimmy we've never heard of jimmy but jimmy is natalie's boyfriend yes it's not dodd Dodd. and lenny is dressed in different clothing than he has been the entire film he's in a, a plaid shirt with a vest um and he's driving a truck and teddy gives him all the information sends him out to go meet up with jimmy at this i don't know abandoned place um it's supposed to be like a drug drop deal yeah thing but Teddy has told Lenny that it's John G that you're after. after and it's, this it, is the one. Yeah. Like Teddy knows that this is a drug thing and whatnot. And the way to get. Yeah. Lenny to kill or take out this person is to say that this is John yeah, G. I, I found your man. Yeah. It's John G. So he goes, he takes out Jimmy who he thinks is John G. He takes his clothing which is the clothing that we see throughout the rest of the film. Yeah. And he takes his car. Yes. And Teddy shows up. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? All this stuff. And then this is when on the photo of Teddy, he writes, he lies or. Yeah. Because when he shows up, he had seen a picture. He pulled out a picture of Teddy in his pocket, but he never, Teddy never revealed himself to Lenny until he went to go hit him or assault him. And it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. like, you, you know who I am. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then he's like, you know who I am. Like, don't do that, Lenny. And he was like, okay, so he's a liar. You can't trust him. And it it's hard too, because Teddy in a way seals his own fate by doing that. That's, oh yeah. That's the it, biggest it, reveal is he's the one who screwed up essentially. Yeah. Um, and this is when he, so they're at the, the warehouse 
he throws Teddy's keys so Teddy can't get back into his vehicle. And Teddy's like searching for the keys. And this is when Lenny makes the decision to go after Teddy as John G because he writes down his license plate. Like this is the license plate you're looking after, which is Teddy's life license plate. Um, and he, he commits this to his new memory, like to memory or like not memory, but to like for future, he's the one that you're after. It also should be mentioned, which is important that Teddy also says you've already killed the correct oh, John yeah. G. Yeah. And you're helping me. We, I've got $200,000 cash in the drug dealer's vehicle. We're going to split that and whatnot. Yeah. And the reason why you're killing this guy for me is because you're helpful. And I was waiting for the satisfaction of you killing John, John G. G. Yeah. And he's not a John G. And then he, Teddy slips up for the fact that he says, his name is technically John G. I don't remember what he says his last name, but he's yeah. like, I'm John G. But or my name was John G. If that's what you're like, who, who you're looking for. for. You've already killed the real John G. Also, your memory. Not so right. Sammy Jenkins didn't did never have a didn't did never did not have a wife. It was your wife who was diabetic, who so in. Lenny's memory. Sorry, this is actually confusing. It is really confusing, but <laughs> but in Lenny's memory, Sammy Jen- Jenkins had a wife, and that was the one who kept coming to him and asking all these questions about Sammy Jenkins. And the wife was really wanted Sammy to still remember. So she uh Sammy She's diabetic. Medic, Sammy would give insulin shots every whatever many hours every day to her. So she played a test on him and tests him and she resets her watch and kept being like, hey, Sammy, it's time. And he keeps giving her insulin and eventually kills her, puts her into a coma that she didn't wake up from. However, this is not a true memory because Sammy Jenkins didn't have a wife. This is what happened to Lenny and Lenny's wife. When Lenny's wife was attacked and raped or whatever in the shower, um, whoever broke in. She survived that. In his memories, she didn't survive that. She died. But she actually did survive that. However, Lenny got hit in the head and lost his memories. So now Lenny's wife is the one that is living with him, not having any short-term memory. And she was frustrated and upset with it and was convinced that he could remember and plays this test on him. And so Lenny is the one who actually put his wife in a coma and kills her. And that all gets revealed at the end. I also had this like strange inkling. I was like, I don't know if the wife is dead. Like what happened if he fell and he ended up in a coma for some reason? Like it was the opposite. Like, and he woke up and she decided to leave him yeah. and so he had just basically told himself that like this had happened that was yeah. his last memory and she had died and that she basically left him cuz she just couldn't handle handle yeah. it yeah which essentially is kind of what happened but she she kills herself but he kills her unknowingly yes um and the movie 
the movie kind of ends there. There's a few other things that happen, basically how you meet Natalie, how he shows up at the bar and goes on this wild adventure, ending up then killing Teddy in the end because he shows up at the bar. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're wearing my boyfriend's clothes. You're driving his car. Like, who are you? And then realizes like, okay, like I can kind of like fuck with you in order to get revenge. And like, it does suck that (laughs) Teddy's real name was John G because if it wasn't, I don't think it would matter, but that's the real kicker of it all. Yeah. Could have been John F. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Lenny would be like, well, you're not the right person. Yeah. And that is Memento, the biggest mind fuck I've ever had of a film. Yeah. Did you even try and guess what was going on at all or did you just watch? I really, really wanted to guess. And... I couldn't figure it out. I the only thing I did get correct was that the wife didn't die. Okay. The Sammy Jenkins part I knew was important, but I couldn't piece in what the heck that was a part of. And it makes sense. Like as soon as it got explained, I was like, oh, of course. Like this has a it's a memory thing. It has nothing to do with a real story. He's blending things together and creating a false reality that he's trying to live in. Yeah ratings i gave it a four out of five for story i also gave it a four out of five for story it is so confusing but again biggest like compliments for piecing this together Together, yeah and you're telling you i feel as though you have you have three timelines in this you have something that's going forward something that's going backwards things meet in the middle and then you have this layered other sammy jenkins where that timeline doesn't necessarily matter but then all of a sudden you realize that timeline it's not a timeline it is a story that is intertwined to everything that is happening i just think it is stunning yeah i i agree the my only thing is watching it a second time Not nearly as fun as watching it the first time. I think your perception would be different and interesting if your second watch through was from... In the order of... The chronological. I think that would be so fun to watch. I think that would be really interesting to watch. Music. I gave it a 3 out of 5. I don't remember any of it. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I also don't remember much of it, but I also remember it matching tones like the score of it was just also like really exciting when it needed to be and then just like kind of like soft but i think the sound editing of things were also really because like his monologue was like him acting and speaking over and on the phone call i think it was just like really really good yeah scenes and locations i gave it a four to five okay I gave it a four and a half out of five. Okay. And I think like we've also like talked about this, but my biggest take from this was the black and white scenes. And I made like some detailed notes, but I loved the black and white scenes. The way that they filmed it, you felt as though you were a fly on the wall watching something that you weren't supposed to be watching. And then the colored parts, you were then a part of his life living him with him. Yeah, And you're so thrown into it. And I was just like, this is so beautiful. I also, we already talked about this, but like the seedy parts of town that they picked with like the type of things that he was getting himself involved with. I was like, these tones match Mm -hmm. beautifully together. And then also the editing. I think that's a huge part, even though I know that's also story. But my overall score is eight out of 10. 
I'm 7.33. IMDb has it at 8.4 out of 10. And I I knew like I had seen the score and I knew it was a very well rated film. So I was quite excited regardless. And I was like, okay, like where do I match up? And I'm quite in agreement with what other people were giving it. Does this film belong to stay in the collection? Yes, it can. I think it can stay. I don't think I would really watch it again. But I think for dad's sake, I think being like one of his favorite films. Yeah, no, it, it, it gets to stay. That brings us to that time of the week where we get to pick a new film to watch next week. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Hit okay when you're good to go. Yeah. The 39 Steps. Do you know what this is? I have a feeling it's on that thing. Okay, it's a 1935 movie. I think Um, it's Alfred. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock, yeah. Because that's not a title that it brings a bill, bell, but I think it's like because that collection that we somehow own. and Oh, okay. So it's like on a, a, mm-hmm. a whole bunch on one. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're gonna, we have a lot of Alfred Hitchcock uh, films to get through, but unfortunately none of them are the big pivotal ones. So I don't know what this one is. I can't name any of you as other, the other ones that are on the okay. pack, but yeah, I... I'm quite surprised early on this one has popped up, but then again, I haven't done my stats on this. There's there's quite a few of them, so... Okay. Fun. All right. New movie. New something I've never heard of nope. either. Oh, we're diving into the 1930s with a film. We're going from film graininess to, uh, like, real film. Black and white, probably. <laughs> Fun. Oh, this one also had black and white, but actually completely in a different way. Cool. I think we can end the show there. Thank you so much for listening. I really and downloading. Really appreciate it. And if you have any comments, feedback, want to ask us any questions, uh, all our socials are linked down below. Until next time, have a really great week. Yeah, take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.